0: Section 45 of A Minor War History This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hampton. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes Letter number 121 Point Lookout, Maryland, Sunday, December 6, 1863 If I had only known, I need not have been dreading, as I have, the cold nights coming, with guard duty out in the snow and rain. I have served now coming on three years, without asking any favors nor getting any, but last Tuesday Colonel Bailey issued an order detailing me as mail carrier for this regiment. It is decidedly the softest job at Point Lookout. I am entirely relieved from all guard duty and drill. Our mail comes in every other day and I go down to the boat, about a quarter of a mile, bring up the mail and distribute it, and the next morning carry the outgoing mail down to the boat. That is all there is to it. Really, an Army Postmaster, Jesse Dewey, has been performing double duty for a time, as orderly sergeant and mail carrier. But the two jobs interfered with each other and I am the beneficiary. During the past week, our regiment received an installment of about 175 substitutes. Company I got a dose of 20. There are a few good men among them, but they are mighty few. Most of them are foreigners, and many of them are just watching for an opportunity to desert. Three or four got away the other night in a boat that came ashore from one of the gunboats. The officer left his boat without a guard, and perhaps there wasn't any swearing when he came for it, and it was gone. It takes the iron hand to keep such a gang in bounds. More than twenty of them have already been tied up to the flagstaff, bucked and gagged, or otherwise disciplined. We have never had a guard around our camp until today, but now it is to be a fixture. So much extra work for the boys, all on account of these human vermin that New Hampshire is filling up her old regiments with. The old men are terribly disgruntled. It makes no difference to me personally, and it does seem good to turn in every night for an unbroken rest. The story is going that we are to be relieved by detachments of the invalid corps and sent to the front before long. I have no idea, though, that we will be sent away until the spring campaign opens. George Colby came down the first of the week and is clerking in Bailey Sutler's shop. George H., then of Manchester and later until his tragic death in the employ of the railroad at Plymouth, New Hampshire. Letter number 122, Point Lookout, Maryland, Sunday, December 13, 1863 The mail did not go to Washington today. Last night, after I had gone to bed and to sleep, the mail agent came in, woke me up, and told me to have my mail at headquarters before 3 o'clock. So I turned out of my bunk at half-past 2. It was dark as a pocket, raining great guns and the wind blowing a hurricane. I put on my overcoat and rubber poncho and paddled down to headquarters. But, a few minutes ago, Jess Dewey stuck his head into the tent and told me the mail agent was still here, and the mail had not gone out yet. It is among the possibilities that the rebels may attempt to rescue the prisoners here, and every precaution is being taken against any such movement. The road up into the country is patrolled at night and the gunboat squadron has been reinforced until now we have ten vessels here ready for any emergency. Frank Everett in the Manchester Mirror office writes his brother Henry that Farnsworth is back in the American office having resigned his position in the Army. Monday, December 14 There has been a terrible gale today and it is a wonder to me that my tent has not taken to itself wings and flown away. Efforts are soon to be made to get the old men to re-enlist. They will be given a furlough of 30 days and a big bounty. Captain Gordon is to be the recruiting officer for this regiment and will commence operations very soon. I shall not re-enlist. Letter number 123. Point Lookout, Maryland, December 19, 1863. Our old regiment got another dose today, 350 subs, off the same piece as our first lot. It is tough on us old New Hampshire boys. Quite a number of our precious subs got away night before last, and yesterday morning a detachment started out to scour the country for them. Four were picked up and sent in yesterday. The detachment has not yet returned and are searching every barn and haystack, and we hope they will get some more, living or dead, preferably dead. Sunday, December 20 This is Comfort the woodpile for a seat, and my overcoat for a cushion. It is cold and blustering outside, but a good fire in our hide stove makes it warm and comfortable within. By the way, I am going to move before long. Am to have a tent all to myself for a post office. The old rumor factory is in full operation. The latest story is quite ingenious. According to this story, which has leaked down to some voracious fellow from some headquarters, The old men of the regiment are to be mounted and take the place of the cavalry detachment now here. Bill Ramsdell is to be sergeant major of the new organization, but our non-commissioned officers are to stay and look after the conscripts. Mrs. Bailey has gone home, went a few days ago with Hen Pillsbury as her attendant. He has a 20-days furlough. A few days ago, the Reb prisoners, led by their sergeants, made an organized assault on one of their cookhouses. I don't know what their grievance was. One was shot dead by a sentry and several wounded. The next day, ten of the sergeants who had been conspicuous in the riot were tied by their hands to the posts of the fence and given several hours in which to meditate on their sins. Letter 124. Point Lookout, Maryland, December 25, 1863. Christmas Greetings! One of our captains said the other day that the old men would probably be discharged inside of two months, but I take no stock in the story. I was talking to Captain Platt yesterday, and he had lots of nice things to say about my wife. I learned a great deal about you and Airy Platt, and you may be sure I was an attentive listener to all he had to say. General Ben Butler was here yesterday, looking things over very closely, and I understand he is arranging an exchange of prisoners. Tuesday. December 29. Since I began this letter, no mail has come in until this morning, and none has gone out. The mail boat was sunk by ice, and I have been anxiously watching for the boat that didn't come. I have got to carry the mail down in half an hour, so must close. End of Section 45 Recording by Paul Hampton